This week on MetaHour, we'll be looking at the entertainment opportunities that exist with metaverse platforms beyond typical gaming and treasure hunts. Welcome to a special weekend edition of MetaHour in the Metaverse, a weekly podcast covering news and events surrounding the metaverse, crypto, entertainment, and more. And of course, always ending with a MetaHour cocktail you can make for your next MetaHour. If you're anything like me, you're probably not listening to podcasts on a Saturday morning, and instead you're watching Thundercats at 7 a.m. while eating Captain Crunch in your pajamas. Well, I'm not really doing any of those things either, but one can reminisce. In lieu of Captain Crunch, today's Saturday morning meta-hour cocktail is the Flaming Metanog. It has eggs, so it's like breakfast. Sidebar. It makes me sad that kids today don't have that excitement of waking up every Saturday to watch cartoons. Not only are Saturday morning cartoons a thing of the past, at least on network television, but with everything existing on demand, the sense of anticipation is gone for kids as it pertains to TV. So as a concerned parent, I brought back Saturday morning cartoons by curating a list of cartoons from the 80s and 90s that I would watch and telling my daughter she was permitted to wake up early and choose three to watch on her own. She thought this was the greatest thing ever, and I feel I've made a positive difference in the world. First, let's look at the top news of the week. By now, you've probably already heard that Nike acquired RTFKT, which is pronounced Artifact, the crypto collectibles company that was founded only in 2020 to create collectible digital assets like sneakers. Nike has already made it well-known they are heavily developing products for the online metaverses, and this public acquisition only bolsters that fact. Artifact's first drop of collectibles was at the end of November, and as of mid-December, it has had sales of just over $90 million in Ethereum. But the point to this isn't Nike, it's Adidas, who is now jumping full tilt into the digital collectibles by launching their campaign into the metaverse. Adidas will be dropping 30,000 collectible NFT items, some of which will be tied to physical items as well. Adidas already made the plunge in collectible digital art with a partnership with Board 8 Yacht Club earlier this month. In a small dose of reality news, Intel has chimed in on what it believes it will take to power the next level metaverse, the one that exists beyond the individual platforms like the Sandbox and Decentraland. As we mentioned last week, Intel also views the metaverse as a platform akin to the deployment of the World Wide Web, and to build what we're going to need a lot more processing power, namely a thousand times more. And given the rate at which processing power grows year over year, a thousand time growth is a long way off. However, that implies a single platform meeting the demands of the fully immersive metaverse experience. If multiple platforms combine, spreading the computing power out amongst a global array, that might start to bring things together quicker. Not to mention changes in technologies, that will decrease the reliance on pure processing power. And of course, don't forget, Intel does have a vested interest in massive system processor and graphics processor growth. Yesterday, Tencent, the Chinese-owned tech-holding mega-company, purchased Turtle Rock Studios, makers of a zombie shooter, Back for Blood, or more famously known for the Left 4 Dead shooter series. Tencent has been on a video game studio buying spree, this being the sixth purchase in 2021, according to Kotoku. While this bit of news doesn't directly affect anything Metaverse-related, I think it's safe to say Tencent is positioning themselves to jump the divide from 3D platform games to Metaforce platform games. They have a 40% stake in Epic, 
which back in April announced a $1 billion funding to advance their long-term vision of the metaverse. If Epic is going to start to pivot hard toward metaverse platforms and directly compete with Meta's vision and take on Apple, who they have a major grudge against, we can expect the parent company, Tencent, to be ready to guide their army of game studios to pivot as well, or at least suggest it to them. This week, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of get some ideas going about how entertainment is going to work within the metaverse. Presently, most of the news that surrounds the metaverse is centered around a few key verticals. One, new platform releases like the Sandbox launch, Meta's Horizon beta, etc. Two, big land buys in the metaverse platforms. Three, unique art and collectible NFT drops. And four, brand deals to build branded experiences in platforms like Roblox and the Sandbox. What we are not yet seeing, but likely will soon, is other entertainment experiences beyond gaming or brand experiences. Right now, almost all metaverse platforms offer people the chance to either interact socially in a virtual space, be it virtual chats or events, and music, play games that are provided by the platform developers or created by other users of the space. There isn't much in terms of traditional entertainment like stories and TV or film. Experiences that are more passive in nature and don't require the user to always be participating. Yes, you can watch others play virtual games and likely can do that from within the metaverse, but where does the Netflix and chill enter the question? We can't expect that when AR and VR experiences start to take up more of our day, that we're going to want to always be engaging in some sort of game or personal interaction. That's a lot for our brains to process and likely will lead to many getting mentally fatigued. Also, not everyone wants to engage in a chat or a game or explore. If any of these platforms expect any real mass adoption, they're going to need to offer more than appealing to the gamer-focused users. What we should expect is an expansion of digital entertainment studios to start to pop up, offering narrative fiction that can be consumed in either the AR or VR worlds, be it with virtual actor characters or avatars of well-known actors. The first thing to consider is how would a user digest content that traditionally is presented in 2D? In an immersive metaverse platform, you visit a theater, flip through a list of content, hit play, and watch it on a screen while your avatar sits in a theater, the screen overtaking your field of view in the VR goggles. The current Oculus is actually quite proficient at just being a movie-watching device. You get a real sense of being in a space and feeling like the screen is much larger than your normal TV. A VR headset also offers the viewer the ability to watch a film anywhere they see fit. Apps like Skybox place the viewer in a movie theater and offer a real-world experience of being at the movies. This is not much of a deviation, though, from how we consume content now. But if we want to move beyond the basic flat 2D viewing experience, the next iteration from that would be content that is created using immersive tech where you as the viewer are nestled within the actors or characters and the dialogue and action happens around you. This could be accomplished in a passive or active manner. Passive meaning the viewer is following a predetermined visual flow and viewing the action like the camera would, and active meaning the viewer can freely move around in the scene, able to look at anything while the action goes on around them. I think the active version is a way off, but would be the most engaging, and the video game industry is basically built to accomplish this, as a lot of story-based games involve the user in cutscenes between gameplay. But these are simply examples of VR movie watching, 
most of which exists in some form today and doesn't need an interconnected metaverse network to exist. To bridge that gap, we need to incorporate time and space into the equation. An easy adaption is to create the live theater experience in a metaverse platform. In the VR version of a playhouse, an audience of avatars would assemble at the theater space and the show would be performed on a stage-type display. The characters would be portrayed by avatars controlled by actors in motion capture suits, which would allow assembling casts from all over the world. It would not lend itself well to serious dramas at first, I think, because it just would be a bit awkward. But comedy, and especially shows involving any type of improv, would cross the VR divide well. A side thought about the augmented reality version would be that actors in the metaverses bringing them all together with people in the real world. You can imagine virtual buskers performing on geotagged street corners, visible only to those wearing an AR device headset. Though I guess that would kind of be a reason to avoid AR. Odeon Theatrical, a startup theatrical AR company, is looking to marry the in-person stage performances with AR tech. This would allow preset visual effects to overlay the stage scene when viewed through a set of AR glasses, creating a somewhat cinematic experience if done well. Traditional entertainment production studios will need to determine how and when to invest in metaverse entertainment options. Much like we're seeing in the fashion industry trying to jump straight into creating NFT sneakers and wearables. While Meta is focused on creating a metaverse platform, my guess is Apple is working behind the scenes on how to create metaverse viewable content. Yes, Netflix would be the obvious answer, considering they already have the beginnings of choose-your-own-adventure-style shows that would lend well to VR. But Netflix is also focusing on trying to become a gaming company, leaving Apple with maybe a trick up their sleeve while no one else is looking. Whatever the direction is we go in, the more time people spend interacting in the metaverse, the more they will want to spend consuming content. And if the metaverse is to become more like the World Wide Web and less a gaming platform like it is today, it's going to open a huge opportunity to generate content that hasn't even been theorized yet. With the cold weather and the holidays approaching, it's time for a festive Meta Hour cocktail, the Meta Nog. A cold but flaming nutmeg and anise drink, enjoyable maybe one or two times a year. I enjoy the first few sips, appreciating the richness of it mixed with a holiday spice, but too much and it feels over the line. To balance this, I simply overdose the eggnog with the liquor of choice, in this case brandy, or it could be rum or bourbon. If you choose rum, I recommend a spiced rum to add the flavor of the eggnog, otherwise the rum flavors can get lost. I'm going to leave the recipe for the metanog open-ended. You can buy store-made, preferably from a good producer, or you can make it from scratch following the recipe I've left in the show notes. Note, you have to allow enough time for the milk to cool after making it, so prep it at least a day before you plan on drinking it. To create the cocktail, you'll need 2 ounces of your cold-prepared eggnog, 1.5 ounces of brandy, plus extra for prep, or rum or bourbon, about a quarter of an ounce of cream sherry, one star anise, which you're going to soak in the brandy, ground nutmeg, and matches. Start by putting the star anise in a small bowl and soaking in brandy. You're going to light this on fire, so saturating it will make it burn a bit longer. While that's soaking, mix your eggnog, brandy, and sherry together in a glass or any mixing vessel. You don't need to agitate it much, just mix it through smoothly. When that's complete, pour that into a cocktail glass, I think the martini, a small martini glass, 
works well, or a coupe glass. Then you want to pour a small amount of the brandy into a spoon and carefully float that on top of the eggnog. Sprinkle some of the ground nutmeg on top, and then finally place the star anise on the floated brandy. Then immediately light the brandy aflame. It's safest to float the alcohol in the center of the drink so it doesn't heat up the glass. And then wait for the liquor to burn off while you marvel in its flaming beauty. After it's burned off, let the drink and the glass cool so you don't burn yourself, and you can remove the star anise before you drink it as it tends to just get in the way. And that is the Metanog, a flaming eggnog for your holiday season in whichever metaverse you find yourself. This was a quick Meta Hour episode, but we'll be back next week with more metaverse news, theories, and a Meta Hour cocktail. If you're enjoying your Metanog with your Saturday morning cartoons, don't fret because it's always 5 p.m. in the metaverse. Thanks for listening to Meta Hour in the Metaverse. This is a production of Meta Hour, produced and written by Ben Stanley. Got questions? You can email us at ask at the Thanks for listening and cheers.